welcome back to my podcast. For those of you who don't know me, my name's Zoe. I'm a sport media student at Cardiff Metropolitan. Um, I review weekly documentary series and music videos with a different guest each week. Um, today I'm joined with my brother James. Who probably consumes more content than I do. Um, this is the first time we've ever recorded together, so... Yeah, very exciting. Um, today we're re- reviewing Icarus. This is a 2017 film on Netflix, directed by Brian Fogel. And this is the description. When filmmaker Brian Fogel sets out to uncover the truth about doping in sports, a chance meeting with a Russian scientist transforms his story from a personal experiment into a geopolitical thriller. Dirty urine, unexplained death and Olympic gold are all a part of the exposure of the biggest scandal in sports history. This is classed as a documentary, but it's also classed as like a geographical thriller and political thriller. Now, I'm going to play the trailer just to give everyone a bit of a background of it. I was thinking that it would start, I ask you questions, and you answer yes or no. Were you the mastermind that cheated the Olympics? Yes. Today, the World Anti-Doping Agency suspended Russia's sports drug testing lab. 99% of Russian athletes are guilty of doping. It's worse than we thought. If this is true, it is an unimaginable level of criminality. I was helping to facilitate one of the most elaborate doping ploys in sport history. This goes all the way back to 1968. Every sport. Was Putin aware of the existence of the Russian doping system? Yes. We are top level cheaters. New York Times is breaking tomorrow. Tomorrow! That has the potential of affecting the credibility of all sport. Why would I watch an event that's fixed? You in any danger? Yes. Oh, I need to escape. Putin will kill me. Holy shit. Putin calls the claims of the slander of a turncoat. Two people connected with the Russian doping program are already dead. There never was anti-doping in Russia, ever. Be very careful what was your recording. Right, that was the trailer. It was two minutes long. I think it's quite a good time. It's got four four million views on the Netflix YouTube channel. And it pretty much spoils the whole movie, I think. Yeah, I pretty agree with that. It's not... It's a hard film to do a trailer for, in a sense, because it's, it's not... It turns into something completely different. So it's hard to put a trailer without spoiling it, to be honest. Yeah, and definitely anyone who's wanting to view the movie, you're going to watch the trailer anyway, and it spoils 
any type of turn that the movie has like obviously it starts about cycling and then the trailer doesn't even have any cycling in it yeah which is it's quite strange i would have thought they'd put at least five ten seconds of it in there yeah but they, they don't well they put the bit of him injecting himself but there's no background to it but yeah yeah but they actually received a nomination and won the academy award for best documentary feature in 2018 very impressive. And they also had nominations for a BAFTA, but they didn't win, which is quite impressive for a Netflix documentary. Yeah, definitely. Considering that time, twenty seventeen, there wasn't very many Netflix originals. No, definitely That's not. I think it's, it's got a lot bigger now. Original, so. Yeah, but yeah, no. The whole the documentary is two hours long, which a lot of people in the reviews that I've personally read have said it's too long, which. I think I kind of agree with it is very long for a whole movie. Yeah, I think for someone who's not already very interested in, say, the Olympics or geopolitical um, science of Russia and all that sort of stuff, it can be quite... It's a bit, it's a lot, isn't it? A little bit, but yeah. Yeah, definitely. I I understand why people think that. But then there was nothing that, like, I thought that they shouldn't have added in. No. Which I think just for that topic, it's... Hard to make it, say, an hour 30 or an hour. It would have made it a bit too long. Yeah. Definitely too long. They could have added some, potentially some athletes or something like that. I thought that maybe had a few, like, they at the start, starting montage, they had, like, B-rolled quotes from Marion Jones and Lance Armstrong, but they didn't really have any other athletes who were willing to speak up. No, especially not with the Russian start to it. At, At the start, they had a couple with the cycling, but... As you, no one else, yeah. It goes off in a different direction. Yeah, no, so at the start they had quite a nice starting montage, like the fev- they had black and gold, there was a big light which shows, like, oh, like they're under the light, they're under scrutiny, and there was a feather yeah. falling which also came back at the end, which was quite nice. But the starting ten minutes is just a brief overview of Brian himself. So yeah, he's an amateur cyclist. Very, yeah, it's very ego-driven plot, the honest uh, of him just trying to, to cheat and win, win a race that he hasn't been able to win it. It turns into something pretty unthinkable. Yeah, and if you didn't, if you don't read the description and probably just thought, oh, I'm watching Netflix, I'm just going to put something on, yeah. you probably think, oh, this is just a cycling documentary. Yeah, I mean, if it didn't take the turn it did, it wouldn't, wouldn't be a, a it, captivating documentary. It wouldn't be successful. I wouldn't watch it, I don't think. No. I think Don Catlin, who backed out from helping him and gave him Gregory's... Um, Gregory is the Olympic um, lab director in Moscow... Um, and obviously they've given him his contact details. I don't think... If Don Callan didn't do that, then it wouldn't be the documentary it is. No, I think it originally planned out just to be a short documentary on him. Trying, trying to, to win. Really. And, and just yeah. completely spiralled. And if anything, within the first 30 minutes of cycling point is very over. So because he didn't win, even if he did dope himself, he didn't win... Because yeah. it shows that other factors such as weather, his yeah. his actual bike didn't really work properly. 
and everything. Yeah, anything like that also factors the event, whereas he was relying just on the drugs and it didn't didn't work. But I think it's quite informative with Gregory and how actually how he was so eager to help someone so quickly without really knowing them. Yeah, it was interesting. He's quite a character, Gregory. He was seen very eager to help out and cheat the system in a way. And he, to see was, if it can be cheated. Yeah. At the, at the start, it, was, it seemed almost quite suspect how, how much he knew and how to cheat the system in a sense. And then obviously, as you can probably... I think it all unravels in the main. Like, if we split this up into the first half an hour, a big hour chunk, and then a half an hour at the end, it all unravels in the main hour. The mood turns very quickly. Yeah. And it goes from Gregory and Ben being good friends, coming over to Moscow, coming over to the US, and, like, helping him in his run for the cycling, whereas it turns from... The Russians being outed about their drug scandal and Gregory finding himself in a really deep hole that he needs Ben's help for. Yes. It it starts off as quite personal. They become good friends in a sense. They when Brian goes over to Russia, you see they go to a party and He stays with his family. Yeah, and it becomes very political and then back to it comes the relationship between him and It comes Gregory. with Gregory like in theory just begging for Ben's help, being like, I need flights, I need to get out of here, you need to help me. Yeah. And obviously Ben's like the director of this. I definitely think that he's portrayed Gregory in a very victimised way when I think people forget that Gregory's the one who actually ran the labs, who's the one behind all of this. Yeah. And that's why I feel like it's not. Brian doesn't become very objective, he becomes very involved. And I think he becomes too invested. involved for someone who was only kind of using Gregory for his cycling ability. He becomes too involved with something that's too big for his boots. It's a Russian political thriller. Like, he's. He could yeah. potentially get killed for his involvement over a friendship with someone who's way too far in it. Yeah, he's, Brian definitely gets out of, out of his depth very quickly, but, I mean, that's part of the story, I guess. I think it, it captivates the audience and makes them stick with the story. It also shows Gregory's, like, background, that he obviously started off as an athlete and the the kind of normal that normal that he proposed in Russia was your parents doped you to keep, to keep you in the programs and that's how what everyone did so I think for Gregory it was doping's normal yeah it was definitely the norm for for him and athletes around him at that at that time but as as time went on it became very much frowned upon but you can see that for him that's what he grew up with yeah and that's how he turned it into his job and i does he know i don't think he sees that he's doing anything wrong because that's what he's grown up with and that's what his job is that's what he got asked to do 
Yeah, and that's what he got paid to do at the end of the day. And if he's got to feed his children and his wife and his family, then that's that's what he did. Yeah, I mean, when I watched it with my uh, mum recently, and she said what she could understand is why his Gregory's family didn't come with him. Because it turned out they're getting um, investigated by the press. The press is asking the questions. They got their... Yeah, their passports got taken away. I... I think they were too scared at the time. They were probably... They didn't know Ben as well as Gregory did, so they didn't have that trust. Yeah. And that's pretty... I, but I reckon they made a mistake of not going because, if anything, staying in Russia with the dangers that they had gave them... Yeah. Gave them more threats than it would going into the US because, in the end credits, it shows that Gregory's still in the US under federal protection. Yeah, he's in... completely gone which I think is a sensible idea I think if you've turned against your own country especially a country like Russia we can tell from the recent events with like Ukraine and Russia like they're not a country that you want to really get on the bad side of no it it shows how crazy of a a story and a documentary Mm -hmm. is that he's this is a real person he's having to go into when it's protection him you see him in the later part of the show that one of his friends that he was speaking to just the day before was mysteriously died of a heart attack. You know, people, it shows how real yeah. it is. And it definitely shows how much of a... Well, it turns the documentary into a thriller, the killing and everything that's happened. I think yeah. at that point, that's the turning point of, of Gregory realising, oh, shit, one of my friends who I literally just spoke to has died. This could be me. I need help. Yeah. He doesn't really show any forgiveness either. He just automatically assumes he needs help. Yes. He's an interesting personality. But that, that definitely helps the, helps the documentary. Yeah, like, Ben especially focuses on in the first half about him trying to... Gregory trying to kill himself and he in a psychiatric home. And the... Yeah. The drawings that he, I don't know if Ben drew them or not, but the drawings that were in the graphics at the time were really him being used, him being locked in a cell, which I I don't know about the psychiatric hospitals in Russia, but that's what he portrayed them to be like. And then at the end, it shows a montage of the same drawings, but two different sides and Gregory being in the middle at the bottom of him yeah. trying to, struggle and get out of both sides but still being locked in yeah but i think graphics are a great great addition to the film and to the story it really helps portray them as as people not just uh it makes it a lot more personal in my opinion. definitely i think showing a background of like the way he he grew up and the way he he is now definitely it adds to the sympathy which I personally don't think he deserves, but if people are going to watch this who aren't connected to Russia, aren't connected to the US, they might adapt that sympathy to Greg. Yeah, 100%. I think 
on terms of the graphics as well, I thought they were very informative. They were they when they showed the uh, the graphics with the how they how they actually cheated and sent with the bottles and the caps. It, it was very informative of how they did it. Definitely, and like away with it. yeah, and, and the walls between the labs because it was so informative. Like it showed, oh, they can use a hole through the wall. They can put the urine in their lab coats. They can really, they didn't spare any expense of telling the whole world what they were doing. It showed the links they went to and how, how desperate they were. Was involved. Yeah, it's very informative. Yeah, I'll also say that in terms of sport-wise, it was very Olympics-dominated. You know, there was interviews with the head of ICC and all investigations and bands were Olympic-centric because uh, it was... Those are what the tests were, but there was also indications it might be in other sports as well. Definitely, it was the year before obviously the Rio Olympics which coming from like now in 2022 we know that the Russians were banned and so from watching it again after it was released we knew what was going to happen because we'd already watched the Olympics we knew that they were banned and it was also before they had the Winter Olympics which I think were a whole controversial Olympics just on its own yeah 100% but no it was very informative I think it very it shows how how it all connects together in terms of the Russian Olympics in Sochi and the doping and how it could be used as propaganda for Putin and all that sort of stuff. That's definitely it's very very political and it shows the contrast between politics and sport and how important politics are in how well you do in your competitions, which obviously yeah. sports fans don't really think about when they're just watching their favourite athlete run or jump and twist just to win medals. Yeah, I think it, especially in recent art events, it shows what legs Russia will go to to main, maintain national morale and propaganda of Putin's in the public's good books. It shows what lengths they're willing to go to make them seem like a geopolitical powerhouse. Definitely. I've been looking at some previous reviews and IMBD actually gives it a 7.9 out of 10, which is quite high for a political thriller. And Rotten Tomato gives it a 92%. And obviously these are external reviews that they've collaborated all together to give a main rating. Yeah, these are independent people. Yeah, and The Guardian, which is a single person who obviously publishes it under The Guardian's name, gives only three stars. Yeah. And I read that review and it was very... Basically, the title says, Netflix doping scandal doc is flawed but fascinating. Which I think is a fair statement. Mm. I think it's incredibly fascinating it's gives incredible insight but as a as a film itself it it can be questioned and how good it is it can be produced so much better yeah 
that sort of documentary is not his forte. As I say, I read up on Brian Fogel and actually he's primarily a playwright and wrote off-Broadway comedies. So, like, a documentary thriller isn't really his forte, but it worked quite well. Yeah. And I mean, from looking at the views on RDB, there was a lot of tens and people saying it's very fascinating. It's, it's, it's more about a story than the, the, the filmmaking itself, but there was also other reviews of one, one out of ten saying it's pure propaganda. But, so it's Definitely. quite a controversial film. I think it's each their own. If, you, if people like that sort of thing, it's good for you. And yeah. if you don't, you'll give your opinion on it if it doesn't. What would you actually personally rate it out, say out of 10, like IMBD's ratings were, if you were going to give one? Um, it's, it's a tricky one. As a, as a story itself, I mean, it's a 9, nine out of 10 because it's such an unbelievable... And, like, you can't write that sort of story. No, you can't. It's su- the way it twists. But as, as a film itself, the way it's... Uh, filmed and directed I think it, it could be a lot better so I'll probably give it a seven, six and a half out of ten. Six and a half, I was going to say about a seven or eight just because I personally like the graphics and the information but no I agree with you the The way it's yeah. produced is a lot lower than the storyline itself I reckon if he got a more professional producer or director to help him with this yeah, it would have been right. a lot, a lot professionally a, just a better chaotic. definitely but I think if the storyline was portrayed better it would have been it would have been a 10 out of 10 I reckon yeah it, it's just because it, it took such a turn of what he originally planned it to be it's it's a little bit not all over the place but it's a bit a bit here and there definitely so, no I agree with you that's why I wouldn't put it much much higher than no, yeah, similar. and that's a lot of the same with the average reviews. But yeah, no, just wanted to round up here. I think we've covered a lot of the Icarus, and if people wanted to watch it, it is on Netflix currently. Um, if you just type in Icarus or geopolitical thrillers, it will come up. Um, but yeah, no, thank you for ha- for coming on. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, thank you, and stay tuned next time for another review, possibly next week. Yeah, thank you.